Welcome back to the AM show. I'm Miles Davis alongside Andre Monroe. Andre, how's it going today? I'm pretty good. How about you, Miles? We didn't do an episode last week, so gotta check in. Yep, I'm excited for the topics that we have today, and I'm also excited because the NBA will return in about 18, 17, 17 18 days from now, I think. Am I right about that? Yeah, doing quick math, I think it's 18, 18, July 30th, 18. Awesome. I am counting down, and I am excited to see all the teams, well, not all the teams, but most of the teams come back in the bubble in Orlando and play some basketball, man. I have been yearning for some of that lately. Yeah, I do too. And before we start on that, I just want to say, did you hear about the second bubble thing uh, that the NBA was thinking about doing? I did, yes. And I, I'd be interested to see some of the, some of the teams that are on the bottom of the totem pole, so to speak, play for like draft picks, maybe, um, for yeah. pride stuff like that, you know? Yeah, but it's confusing. Well. Of course, we get the agenda. The owners want to make money and get their TV streams and deals. But um, it's like if it's going on at the same time, let's say that, you know, the playoff teams are playing at the same time and then the lower seed play, uh, teams are playing at the same time. I think we know who would be wa- who we would watch. I don't think we would, would watch uh, uh, Timberwolves versus, I don't know, a, whatever team. I don't think we would watch that over like a Lakers or Clippers game. Yeah, like, why would you watch, like, if you're not, like, a fan of one of those teams, why would you watch, like, Timberwolves, Hornets, when you could be watching, like, Lakers, Bucks, or something like that, or Lakers, Grizzlies, where you got, like, players, like, like stars like John Moran and LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing. Not, now, not to say that there aren't stars on the teams like the Timberwolves, like, you got young talent like Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and you got for, like, the Bulls, Kobe White, Devontae Graham for the, the Hornets. Like so, like there are up. There's gonna be upcoming talent that we can watch, but it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be like some of the current stars that we are, would be watching at the bubble in Orlando. Yeah, in my opinion, it would be pointless to do that. But we can start on the first topic. Mahomes got his big time deal. It's something that I did not think would happen this year, not even next year, but it did happen really early, and the contract was worth five hundred three million dollars over a span of ten years. Actually, twelve. Because it kicks in in two, in two years, but a ten-year contract—that's insane. Something we haven't seen in a long time. What was your reaction to that? I was shocked, Andre. To be honest, I was shocked. But thinking thinking through about it, in the end, I like the deal because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. He's got a cannon of an arm. He can be dual threat if need be, and shown in Super Bowl Fifty Four. And throughout the playoffs leading up to it, that he has that clutch factor. And sometimes that's that that's that that's that skill that some quarterbacks are missing that takes them from being good and from being elite. And Patrick Mahomes has that. Now, the only issue that I have with this deal is that it may hurt the pieces around Mahomes and the Chiefs' ability to maintain that core that they had when they won Super Bowl 54. Because as you know, the salary cap that was just approved by the NFL is now $198 million. And now forty-five about $45 million of that cap is now dedicated to Mahomes. That And now with like players like Chris Jones expecting a massive payday, even though he was franchise tagged, Travis Kelsey's approaching a con- contract year. And it perhaps Tyree Kill could also could ask to become the high, NFL's highest paid receiver when his payday comes up in the next three years. So what do you think? I'm not going to argue that he doesn't deserve the money because we know he does. 
the thing I'm worried about is the ten year part of it. What do you? Th what is your reaction? What was your reaction to the ten year? To be honest, Andre, I was shocked that they are giving him ten years because that is a number, especially in football, that you never see. That is a baseball type of length. Because Bryce Harper just got a deal like that with his thirteen year contract. Mike Trout got something like that recently. Giancarlo Stanton, I believe, had a contract like that. So. I was truly shocked because you don't see a contract like this every day. And in fact, I think the last contract like that was, I think, Michael Vick with the Falcons. So, and Donovan McNabb. Yeah, exactly. So, but what, when I look back at those 10 year deals, what I'm thinking is, is that those people on those 10 year deals did never finish those, that 10th year on that team. They like Donovan McNabb. He was not on the Eagles when his tenth when the tenth year of his contract expired. Michael Vick was not on the Falcons when his when the tenth year of his contract expired. And then most notably, Drew Bledsoe was not on the Patriots on the tenth year of his contract because, of course, we all know Tom Brady replaced him. So I'm not sure if Kansas City is going to take that route where it's like, oh, in the seventh or the sixth year when Patrick Mahomes may or may not be on the decline because you never know. Are they going to think about possibly moving him and try and think about the future if he goes on that decline during those years? But, of course, it's possible because he is young that he plays all 10 years in Kansas City and he wins a bunch of championships and becomes one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But you never know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, like I said, not going to argue that he doesn't deserve this because I do think wholeheartedly he deserves this. But to put it, put it, in, it into perspective... Patrick Mahomes is making $45 million a year. The next closest to that is Russell Wilson, who is, in my opinion, the second-best quarterback in the league, at $35 million a year. So that's a $10 million difference. That's a lot of money. But um, when you say uh, when you talk about the 10 years of it, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen in 10 years. There's injuries that could happen. There's Andy Reid could, you know, retire. There's a ton of things that can happen in the span of 10 years. That's like, I mean, 12 years, actually, that's three presidential terms. So it's interesting to see how this is going to pan out, how our opinion is going to change from this year to two years from now to three years from now. And it'll be interesting to see if we still think that he would deserve that 12-year, 10-year contract. All right, let's move on to our second topic of the day. So recently... Bleacher Report listed its top 100 players for the 2019-2020 season. Now, this list took what became very con controversial because of who wasn't on the list and where some of these where some of the stars were put on the list. And Andre, I want to hear what you thought of the positioning of some of these players. So uh, there's a lot of things because there's. It's a top 100 list. We're going to focus on just the you know top 25, top 10, around that. You know the more the more notable players and something notable that I saw was Russell Westbrook being 22. Now, when you look at the players ahead of him, Kyle Lowry, you could argue that. And when I looked at the actual list, there's players that you could argue that's ahead of him, but it's just too, too low for um for Russell Westbrook. And a couple of players that I want to address that uh, is, is ahead of him is, first of all, Kyle Lowry. I already talked about him, but also Pascal Siakam. That could go either way. I get Pascal Siakam is very impactful on the Raptors, and they're a top three seed. 
but we forget what Russell Westbrook was doing in this season because you know he's kind of overshadowed by James Harden but he was also putting up great numbers this season I think he definitely should be ahead of Rudy Gobert I think he definitely should be ahead of Kyrie Irving who was also injured for a good part of the season so I don't know why he's ahead of Russell Westbrook but that's one thing that I saw and then another thing that I saw which you know kind of frustrated me was LeBron James being two and you know how much of a LeBron fan I am it's not biased at all but and Giannis is the MVP I will admit that but in terms of being the best player I think LeBron James is definitely still the best player first of all right now he's the greatest player of this generation but right now he's still at a high level he's averaging the He's averaging the most assists in his career. Uh, he's playmaking is on another level at age 35 and year 17. So yeah, there's a lot of things that I could argue about this list. Overall, I definitely think Chris Middleton should at 10. He should. He's way too high. He should drop down a couple spots. I think. Uh, of course, Russell Westbrook should be higher. But overall, the list wasn't terrible. There's just a lot of things that I would point to, especially Anthony Davis being too low as well. There's a lot of things that you could say is wrong with this list. Yeah. Um. So when I was looking through the list and, well, going outside of the top 100 for a second, one, actually one of my favorite players did not make the list. And I, and I want to emphasize that. Colin Sexton is nowhere to be found on this list. And it extremely frustrates me because he is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. And the fact that he did not make this list, it just frustrates me. And it and I'm, it disappoints me to say that because he's very talented. And I think he has a lot of potential to be become the star of the Cavaliers. And I think he made a lot of strides this season. And I just think that they are really sleeping on him. And that's what makes me very disappointed, sad, frustrated, angry list goes on but moving moving into the top 15 um you made you made actually a bunch of points that I was going to make how I disagree with Russell Westbrook at 22 I don't think Giannis should be over LeBron here um and I and like as you said I know that you are a big LeBron fan and I I am not biased I like LeBron too and but not I would say not as much as you do but in this case, I don't think that Giannis. I don't think that Giannis was the number one player this season. I think it's LeBron. I think that he deserves to be MVP. I think what he has done at his age um, is amazing, and he continues to um just surprise us in how great he is, and that is why I think he should be number one. But then the main thing that the main thing that made me find this list extremely disgraceful and disappointing is how Nikola Jokic is over Joel Embiid. Nikola Jokic is not the best center in the NBA. I don't know why people think that. I don't know why people believe that, but he's not. It's Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid at his best dominates Nikola Jokic any day of the week. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. That's really funny you say that because while I do love Joel Embiid, I actually... Okay, so... I actually was appeared on another podcast earlier today, the Road Time podcast. Um, you know Danny Rovi as well, and I said that Jokic is a better center right now just because of his health issues, uh, Joel Embiid's health issues, and his availability at crucial times kind of questionable. But Nikola Jokic at six, 
uh, ahead of Anthony Davis, ahead of Dame. That's uh, that's a disgrace. I agree with you. That's a disgrace. Nikola Jokic should be barely top ten. Uh, he should be at around the ten spot. So yeah, I do agree that he's too high. I agree that Nikola Jokic is definitely too high. All right, let's move on to our last topic of the day. So with the NBA season being eighteen days away, Andre. Who do you think? Who do you think? Who would you list as the teams that have the best chance to win it all? Um, since you did plural teams, not team, I'm going to say the Lakers. One, of course. Um, and two, actually, I actually only think two teams have the potential to win the NBA Finals. I'm not even going to talk about the any other team because I think there's only two teams, and I think those two teams are the Lakers and the Clippers. I don't think the Bucks can win a championship unless someone, unless a big player like LeBron, Anthony Davis, or something gets COVID or Kawhi Leonard gets COVID. But if no, assuming no big star players get COVID, assuming everyone's 100% healthy, I think the Bucks have no chance to win a title. And I get that's kind of controversial, but I think the only two teams, really, I think the only team, but I'm going to include the Clippers in there just because. But I think the only two teams in the NBA that can win a title this year. It's the Lakers and the Clippers. I don't think any team in the East has potential to win a finals. Now, the Bucks are probably the favorite to get in the finals, to win the East. But I think Lakers, Clippers, only two teams that can win a finals this year. All right. So, I I agree that both the Lakers and the Clippers are two teams that have the chance to win it all. Because, of course, Lakers got LeBron, who is my MVP choice. They got Anthony Davis, who is one of the best power forwards in basketball. The Clippers got the dynamic duo in Kawhi and Paul George. Got great role players like Lou Williams, Landry Schmidt. So just go on. I can go on. But then, to be honest, I think that it is possible. I don't – while I would say – I would say that the Lakers and the Clippers are the favorites, I think there is a chance, a slight chance – that two teams from the East have a chance to win it all. And I think it's the Bucks, and I think it's the Sixers, and here's why. So while I don't think that Giannis is my MVP, I think you can't deny that he has had a tremendous season. Chris Middleton, who is 10 on the Bleacher Report list, and I'm not going to go there, he has been playing really well. He was an all-star. And then you got, and then the Bucks also have solid players to complement Giannis. You got Dante DiVincenzo. You got Eric Bledsoe, the list goes on. And then for the Sixers, the Sixers have, in my opinion, the best center in the NBA, Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons is coming back from his back, from his back, no pun intended, injury. And hopefully he starts shooting the basketball because I think that will definitely elevate the team's performance and how teams will have to game plan against the Sixers, which will make them a, a, a lot more of a dangerous team when as the playoffs go further and further on. And then also, they also have good role players like Shake Milton has improved a lot. Alec Burks has started to come into his role. Glenn Robinson has a lot of potential. And as a result, that's why I think this team has the potential to make a lot of noise in this year's playoffs. But there's so many what-ifs, if you see what I'm saying, to this team. Yeah, but okay. So I'm actually going to double down. Again, once again, assuming everyone's healthy, because that's going to be really important. Assuming everyone's healthy... Forget the Clippers. I think the only team, assuming no players get COVID, no players get injured, I feel like the Lakers, one team in the NBA, the Lakers, 
are the only team in the NBA that can win a title this year. Here's why. I do a little bit more explaining. You talk about the Bucks. Um, Giannis, first of all, he has no real playoff experience except for last year. Uh, he got his true playoff experience when he went to the Eastern Conference Finals. But other than that, we've seen Giannis in the playoffs. He's been very, very questionable in the playoffs. And when you have a phenom like LeBron Anthony Davis, if Ka if one player in Kawhi Leonard can stop Giannis like he did last year, then I'm really confident that LeBron and Anthony Davis can stop Giannis if he even makes it to the finals. And you talk about the Sixers, I mean, there's just no competition between the uh, Lakers and the Sixers as much as it pains me to say. LeBron is a different animal, and LeBron has Anthony Davis. LeBron has probably the best player he's ever played with, most, most talented in my opinion, going to the finals with him if they make it there, which I think they will. And when you have a phenom like that, and when you have this particular bubble under these unforeseen circumstances, under these you know tough circumstances, we've seen LeBron carry teams, carry absolute garbage teams to the finals and I think if there's any player who can make it through these hard times and make it through this bubble and uh, just kind of something that we've never seen before I think it's LeBron I think he's the only player in the NBA that can carry a team to a championship under these circumstances now if there was different if it was no bubble if it was just regular NBA then it would be different but under these circumstances I think LeBron is the only player in the NBA that can carry a team to the finals and to a championship this year I I agree that LeBron would be the only player that can carry um a team to the finals. The only issue with the only thing that I will have to disagree with you is that how I for some reason I dislike the depth that the Lakers have. I think the Clippers have have a have a good amount of depth to their roster. I really like the Clippers roster. I like the Bucks roster what they've done and I also like the Sixers roster. And I think that if they, if those teams were to have a chance against the Lakers, their best chance would be to utilize their depth against, I guess, the Lakers, so to speak, because they're because those teams, the te the bench players that they have are far superior than than the bench that the Lakers have. Now I'm not going to go try and go into an argument about how like oh LeBron and AD like I I don't doubt that LeBron and AD could carry this Lakers squad to a championship because we all know that LeBron has done a lot more with a lot less. So but the only issue is is that I have if it comes down to who is playing on your who you have on your bench in games and LeBron has to take a rest has to take has to rest and AD has to rest for a little bit has to sit on the bench for a little bit to regain stamina and stuff like that what are the Lakers gonna do then because that that's my only issue because I feel like that will be the only thing that gives the Lakers trouble and that's why I give the Clippers Bucks and Sixers a chance all right I get that I get that but when you talk about the playoffs right one I want to say this this um whole hiatus NBA hiatus is given all NBA players three month a three month break from the NBA, and now they have no excuse to be fatigued or to be lazy or slow. So I think every single, and not just the Lakers, every single NBA team, NBA player, has that advantage because they've been rested for months now. And when you talk about the playoffs, when we get into the playoffs, of course, you know minutes get. Minutes just change because your bench rotation shortens by a lot, 
And when you talk about the Lakers, LeBron and Anthony Davis, I expect them to play a lot more minutes, not just because they'll have to, because in every single playoff uh, year, the stars play more minutes, but also that they've had they've had all this rest. And I think the, the coach, Frank Rogel, is going to trust them to have to carry the team because, like you said, their bench is kind of iffy. It's questionable. I do get that. But when you talk about how much rest they've had and how much the playoffs minutes are amplified, I think that that's something that I was worried about before the break. I was worried that the Clippers would be able to beat the Lakers because of that, because their bench is just so weak. But I trust LeBron is going to have another year where he plays almost every minute in the playoffs like he did in 2018. And I think that will be enough to win a championship. All right. That's all we have for today from the AM show. From Andre, I'm Miles. We'll see you next time.